Welcome to episode 51 of the Montana Values Podcast. In this show, we'll talk all about how the city of Kalispell is giving the community of Evergreen a swirly. So put on your rubber gloves as we take a deep dive into the raw sewage of local government. Let's join our host, Tammy Fisher. But first, a housekeeping issue. Thank you to our loyal listener, Nance, for her kind contribution to the show. She is sponsoring today's program. Thank you, Nance. Thanks, Nance. This is the second part of our series on local government and how local government can misuse its power in Montana if we don't all pay attention. Today, we're going to talk about how local government exerts control and extorts other divisions of government to obtain power and create fiefdoms. We're going to start our discussion with an area of Montana called Evergreen. Evergreen is considered a suburb of Kalispell. It's similar to what Black Eagle is to Great Falls or Lockwood is to Billings. As you folks know, I was the mayor of Kalispell from 2010 to 2013. What you don't know is that after my term as mayor was over, I promptly moved to Evergreen, and I'll tell you why. Evergreen is the perfect reflection of what every Republican wants in a community. Evergreen is unincorporated. It simply has a named community. There is no city council. There is no community governing body. There is a very strong community with highly invested community members committed to keeping Evergreen great retaining economic freedom, and implementing only as much government in the residents' lives as is absolutely necessary. The people of Evergreen are enormously independent, self-reliant, and fully vested in the community. When a park in Evergreen needs upkeep or new equipment, the community comes together with groups like the Lions Club and Rotary and provides. When Evergreen needed a fire station, the community decided the investment in our fire department was worth the expense and voted for a levy to build a new fire station. The Evergreen School District doesn't provide buses for kid transport, so the Evergreen business community came together to ensure safe routes to schools are provided for our kids. So, there's no government per se in Evergreen. Instead, we rely upon community to do what community and not government does best. So for my Democrat friends who seem to think government should expand to account for all of the ails of society and to cover every issue in society, I give them the story of Evergreen. We don't need government when we have community. And here's an interesting fact. The snooty poops in the incorporated areas view Evergreen as the redheaded stepchild of Flathead County. We aren't a village. We aren't a ski town. We are blue collar hardworking, beer-drinking, potluck-attending parents and grandparents who live simple lives. An example of Evergreen's independence and ability to solve problems was the development of the Evergreen Chamber of Commerce. When business owners in Evergreen became concerned that the Kalispell Chamber of Commerce was not catering to Evergreen's economic development and business support needs, Evergreen just created its own. Grassroots, full of great volunteers, with very little overhead. It simply does exactly what a Chamber of Commerce should do, which is draw folks to Evergreen and advance Evergreen's economic interests. So, between the Chamber of Commerce, the school district, the Lions Club, and Rotary, Evergreen runs like a well-oiled machine and doesn't need government regulation to exist or tackle issues in the Evergreen community. 
It is no surprise that since Evergreen is a reflection of Montana, that many like-minded, conservative, less government folks have moved in. In fact, almost all of my property investments are in Evergreen. Mickey, how long have you been invested in Evergreen? About the last 10 years is when we first started in our investments in Evergreen, and we've been continuing to do that. And your business is still here in Evergreen. Correct. And you guys have several businesses located in Evergreen. That's correct. You could have located in Kalispell or Whitefish or Columbia Falls. Why didn't you? Why'd you pick Evergreen? Well, we were actually located in South Kalispell for over 30 years and decided to come down to Evergreen because of all the reasons that you mentioned. It's a live and let live. And we all look out for each other and we're not governed and we like it that way. Yeah. Well, there came a point in Evergreen where sewage disposal became an issue. It's hard to build a business or have a commercial enterprise without a sewer system. And traditionally, Evergreen was full of septic systems. And the lack of a sewer system prevented growth, both residential and business growth. So the community got together and decided to build a water and sewer district. They didn't want to be incorporated. They didn't want a city council full of politicians. They didn't want government control over their lives. They just wanted the economic and residential growth that comes with having a sewer system. So, as with the fire department, the community voted to create the Water and Sewer District. The district is governed by a board elected by folks within the district and also some board appointments. So, the district owns its own water wells, operates those wells to supply clean and fresh water to Evergreen, and they do an awesome job. The people that work for the district are phenomenal. Most live and raise their families in Evergreen and are deeply committed to community and the businesses they serve. They're the kind of folks you want as public servants. They even recognize my voice when I call and go out of their way to be helpful. And since most of them are lifers in this community, they know everything about water and sewer and almost everything else that goes on in Evergreen. So the water system is stellar. It's so good that it supplies water to the city of Kalispell and some other subdivisions with their own water systems. Sewer is not controlled by the district, though. A public sewer system was installed in Evergreen in 1993 due to concerns about pollution of Flathead Lake from septic systems within the aquifer located generally along the Flathead River floodplain. But as you folks know, you can install pipes to move the sewage, but you need to treat the sewage somewhere. So Evergreen could have built a sewage treatment plant, but that expense to Evergreen residents was simply unbearable. It was too much of a burden, and Evergreen folks generally live cheap and don't want to pay for fancy sewage treatment plants if they don't have to. And here's the other thing. If they built the plant, Evergreen alone would have to pay for it. And treatment plants don't pencil unless you have lots of users, far more than 2,700 users. So you need to have more population to support the expense. And in 1993, population booms weren't occurring in Evergreen. So the blue-collar residents would have been stuck footing a $30 million bill, and that just wasn't palatable. But Kalispell had its own wastewater treatment plant, and Evergreen negotiated with Kalispell to have Kalispell set aside some of its capacity for Evergreen's use. Evergreen has never used the capacity it has allocated to it, so it has capacity in reserve that it pays for. Evergreen has allocated 15% of the space in the Kalispell treatment plant, but it's only ever used about 10%. Well, Kalispell was good with this agreement because it offset the costs of the plant to someone other than Kalispell City taxpayers. 
The more users you have, the less it costs the taxpayers to fund the plant. It's a great plan to reduce costs and provide expanded service as a community neighbor. Well, that was a great plan until greedy, power-hungry politicians took over Kalispell. And the rubber hit the road when Kalispell and Evergreen hit a growth spurt in 2003. Once Evergreen began depositing its sewage to Kalispell and using its allocation of the Kalispell treatment plant, Evergreen grew big time. After Kalispell began accepting sewage flows from the Evergreen district, more than a million square feet of commercial space was built in the district rather than in the city of Kalispell. And the district's property values jumped from 30 million to about 200 million by 2003. And the politicians in Kalispell took offense to the growth in Evergreen because politicians love power. This is different from public servants. Public servants love the people they serve and their communities. Politicians love power. The people running Kalispell wanted all of the growth to go to Kalispell. Why? Because that would mean more taxpayer money for them to spend on their pet projects. They wanted growth badly and were willing to screw over Evergreen in order to get it. So what was a great agreement for 10 years became a point of contention as Kalispell no longer wanted Evergreen to expand. So Kalispell began threatening Evergreen with annexation. The first shot across the bow was Kalispell adopted a growth policy that included Evergreen without Evergreen's consent. All of Evergreen. And Evergreen residents naturally took offense. Evergreen didn't want to be a part of Kalispell. It simply wanted to be treated like any other utility user. In point of fact, Evergreen is Kalispell's largest utility customer. So the heat was on and conflict began. Kalispell was using Evergreen's good fortune of growth and its sewer service agreement with Evergreen as a bat to beat Evergreen with. It began threatening to renegotiate the sewer agreement to limit Evergreen's ability to grow. And the city just generally pissed off Evergreen. The threatened extortion needed to end. By the time I was elected mayor, the battle between Evergreen and Kalispell had reached a boiling point. No one in Evergreen trusted anyone in Kalispell. And Evergreen figured that I would seek power like my predecessor and continue to threaten annexation and renegotiation. But obviously, that ain't me. And there's some reasons for why I didn't want to annex Evergreen. Mostly, I don't like bullies. And what Kalispell was doing to Evergreen was bullying, in my view. So one of the first things we did when I became mayor was to shrink the Kalispell growth policy boundaries to exclude Evergreen. So Evergreen was no longer under threat of annexation. The other thing that was crystal clear to me when I was elected was the city of Kalispell was broke as a joke on the verge of bankruptcy. The power mongers spent tax dollars like drunken sailors, building up a city hall it couldn't afford or manage, and due to poor financial planning, ended up financing city hall through a lease option agreement, meaning the city didn't even own its own city hall. They built a second fire station that to this day largely sits empty and is a ghost town. But by God, the politicians have a plaque with their names on it just inside the front door. And in addition, they had built a new sewage treatment plant that they couldn't afford, and that was five times the size they would ever need. No shit. They had no projections that were based on sound data that could be relied upon as a basis to afford its cost to build. 
Kalispell was sinking fast. We were in a recession and we weren't going to be able to make the payments on that sewage treatment plant if we didn't add users. So Kalispell's arrogance and alienation of Evergreen came back to bite it square in the ass. Because turns out, Kalispell needed Evergreen and needed Evergreen badly. So we stopped threats. We set Evergreen free from Kalispell. And we agreed to treat the sewage treatment plant like the utility that it is and offer up as much capacity as Evergreen wanted when it came time for negotiations. Because Evergreen pays for that capacity, and we needed payers, big payers. So everything was hunky-dory. And that was the recession. Nobody was seeing any growth, so nobody cared. Fast forward to today. Evergreen's water and sewer district has, by virtue of being a district, boundary lines. And Evergreen drew its boundary lines based upon where it expected growth to go and sewer service to be needed. Turns out, growth goes where growth wants to go and not based upon arbitrary district lines. So developers have been coming to Evergreen's district board asking to change the district boundaries so they can develop property and hook up to Evergreen sewer. And changing the boundaries would require Kalispell's agreement. And that's unfortunate. Because Evergreen doesn't need to change its capacity from Kalispell because it doesn't use the capacity it currently has and pays for. It just wants to amend the boundaries to include properties ready for commercial or residential development that currently abut the district. They don't abut Kalispell, but they abut Evergreen. And the district isn't asking to add more land. But for every property the new district encompasses, it would eliminate a property from its current district. So this seems like a no-brainer, right? Why the hell would Kalispell care about Evergreen's district so long as it doesn't impede Kalispell's boundaries or require more capacity? Well, here comes the greed again, folks. Listen to the approach of Kalispell City staff to the proposal as outlined by the Daily Interlake. The Evergreen Water and Sewer District wants to move the boundary of its service area in order to serve potential new developments and grow its customer base. But the move would require approval from the city of Kalispell, which treats the district's wastewater and doesn't want to encourage urban sprawl in rural areas outside city limits. The district is proposing what it calls a zero-net swap, offering to remove about 108 acres from its roughly eight-square-mile service area so it can expand elsewhere. Cindy Murray, the district's general manager, said both the city and the Evergreen District can take advantage of the Flathead Valley's population boom. Quote, It's not a zero-sum game, Murray said. Growth in Evergreen is not going to reduce growth in Kalispell or vice versa, she said. Evergreen is an unincorporated area, meaning it doesn't have a municipal government. Most of the community's water and sewer services are instead provided by the Evergreen Water and Sewer District, which doesn't have its own wastewater treatment facility. Under an agreement adopted in 2015, the district can pump up to 805,000 gallons of wastewater per day into Kalispell's treatment facility along Airport Road, about 15% of the plant's capacity. The agreement also means the Kalispell City Council must approve any expansions of the district's service area. The council approved an amendment that gave the district more wastewater treatment capacity in 2019, but city officials have said they won't allow service area expansions or provide additional treatment capacity moving forward. Quote, it's challenging because we did an amendment in 2019 and that was basically going to be the final amendment, Kalispell City Manager Doug Russell said. 
Anytime you facilitate growth outside of your municipal limits, that decreases the demand inside, said Russell. And the council has worked really hard to facilitate that growth inside city limits. That's where you want smart growth to be, he said. Because an expansion of the service area is off the table, the district wants to remove a 108-acre swath and then work with developers to push the boundary outward in other locations. Jack Fallon, the district's board president, first pitched the idea to the Kalispell City Council during a public meeting on June 7th. The area proposed for removal is bound by Wagner Way at the east, a small stretch of reserve drive at the south, and several bends of the Whitefish River toward the north and west. The district has dubbed the area the Thalweg, an archaic legal term that refers to the center line of a river. The Thalweg encompasses about 27 parcels that were added to the service area in 2016 when one neighboring property owner requested to hook up to the district's sewer system. But Murray, the general manager, said the other residents of the area have no need for the district's services. Quote, the people who live there have septic tanks and they have their own sewer arrangements. No municipal or sewer district will serve that area, Murray said. The district currently pumps significantly less than 805,000 gallons per day to Kalispell's wastewater treatment plant, the maximum allowed and says it could serve roughly 1,100 more single-family homes before hitting that threshold. Murray noted, some developers have installed septic tanks just outside the district's service area, which, if not maintained properly, could contaminate groundwater and the Flathead River. The swap proposal, she said, could instead supply some new developments with a sewer system, a safer alternative. So Evergreen doesn't want to expand their district, nor does it want more of Kalispell's sewage plant capacity. It simply wants to allow growth in Evergreen to occur. But the arrogance of city staff is in the way. Truth be told, the only reason why the Kalispell City Council knew of their request is because after being turned down by city staff, Evergreen went straight to the council. And folks, the Kalispell City Council is led by a phenomenal mayor, Mark Johnson, and we still have a conservative majority. So I have confidence that as conservatives, the city council will do the right thing as Evergreen isn't asking for more than they bargained for. And their request doesn't impact Kalispell taxpayers one iota. People who want to develop in Evergreen are different from people who want to develop in Kalispell. People come to Evergreen because there is less regulation and more freedom. People go to Kalispell because they have fancy historical rules that you have to follow when you build there. It's a whole different ball of wax. It's entirely different. And so you're not going to lose development in the city of Kalispell by allowing development in Evergreen. It's not the same type of developer. And if no further allocations or expansion of the district is allowed by Kalispell, well, that's entirely appropriate. It's fine if they say, you know what, we can't give you more capacity and we can't expand your boundaries without doing a reduction somewhere else. That's fine. But to be so arrogant and greedy to threaten the use of a utility extension agreement to kill growth and impact Evergreen's economic freedom, well, that is antithetical to Republican, conservative, and Montana values. And this isn't the first time this has happened in Montana, folks. 
Cities want to affect growth outside their boundaries frequently. They want to control areas outside of their boundaries. And they're willing to sue for the right to dictate what happens outside of their city limits. This happened with Whitefish and resulted in a five-year legal battle over who governed the land outside of Whitefish city limits. I mean, this is a no-brainer. Of course, the city had no authority over property outside its city limits. You don't have authority outside of your jurisdiction. This is basic shit. But the arrogant city, hungry for power, sued Flathead County to obtain control. And it was a pure power grab from politicians who let their desire for power and control impede common sense and good judgment. And if we don't mind the store, if we don't pay attention, power mongers will take what they can, whether it's legal or not. And the solution offered by our dear listeners who happen to be Montana legislators, that the state should just pull the rug from under local government and rescind their authority? Well, that's just perpetuating the problem with the desire for more power and greed. It's doing the same thing to the cities that the cities are doing to the water districts. It's just the state seeking more power and control over local government. Instead, turn to the Republican platform because it has the answers. It tells us. Republicans believe that centralization of political power invites the replacement of the rule of law by the rule of men and thus enables the rise of totalitarianism. Republicans believe that each level of government should continuously strive to limit the scope of its own activity and to avoid infringing upon the lawful activities of free citizens. The limited role of government in economic development is to facilitate competitive private sector growth. We believe in a competitive market free of undue regulation, restriction, coercion, or interference from government. Regulations must be kept to an absolute minimum. The Montana Republican Party is committed to fostering a business-friendly environment through less government, more freedom, and eliminating barriers to economic development. We advocate for a government culture that emphasizes customer service over regulation and enforcement and eliminating government activities that pick economic winners and losers. The Montana Republican Party supports efforts to return control and authority to local communities as the government closest and most responsive to the people. We believe local governments are responsible for resolving local problems. State government should be responsible for its actions affecting local government, and all state restrictions on self-government should be extremely limited and narrowly constructed. We encourage all local government entities to strive for less intrusion into the private sector. Property owners shall have the ability to use their property as they wish. One cannot be a Republican and desire to dictate to other levels of government how they should govern. One cannot be a Republican and use utility agreements to harm or restrict the economic development of other jurisdictions. One cannot be a Republican if the first response to an issue is to exert more control or add more government. Exerting government control or increasing the size of government is the work of the far left, totalitarians and authoritarians, not Republicans. And when government seeks to control areas outside of its jurisdiction, pay attention. That's a mission by people whose interests are self, not the public. And those people don't share our Montana values. 
They threaten our way of life and wreak havoc in our communities. Thank you for taking us with you on your journey today. And we'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Montana Values Podcast. Consider sponsoring the show by going to our website, montanavaluespodcast.com, locating the sponsor page and clicking on the donate button. Follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at MTValues. Find us on Podbean or wherever you get your podcasts. What's your favorite Montana value? How do you live it? Write to us. Our email address is montanavaluespodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time.